from the Mercy One Studio. Be not afraid. Jesus is on the way to encounter you. Join Father Fabian Moncada every Tuesday at 9 a.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Also tune in Sundays at 10.30 a.m. for Be Not Afraid in Spanish. Now, hear the good news and be not afraid. Be Not Afraid is underwritten by Associated Ophthalmologists and Dream Dirt, farm real estate and auction services. Good morning. Welcome to Iowa Catholic Radio, Amen. May the venerable exercises of holy devotion shape the hearts of your faithful, O Lord, to welcome worthily the Paschal mystery and proclaim the praises of your salvation. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. 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 Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Father, a few questions, or no few, many questions about this <laughs> season that many elements came together in terms of our spiritual life. Let us begin first for one of the beautiful sacraments that we have been restricted about this pandemic scenario, the Holy Eucharist. Mm-hmm. How we can fit the spiritual reception of the Holy Communion versus the physical reception of the Holy Communion. So, you know, the practice of spiritual communion really came about because Uh, this is not the first time the Church has had to deal with situations like this. The Church has known plague before, and while it's certainly true that at sometimes um, sometimes the Church has uh, has sort of defied quarantine and, and, and kept things open, at other times the Church has very cautiously and deliberately closed things down so as not to further the infection. Um, there are other times that, that people and even priests are, are, are prevented from celebrating Mass. You know, in olden times, celebrating Mass on board ship was forbidden for fear of spilling the precious blood. So you could be several weeks without, without Mass there. Um, uh, and there, there, there are customs in the Eastern churches that go all, all the way back to the beginning um, that involve fasting from, from Holy Communion or at least fasting from, the, from Mass, from the, from the celebration of the Eucharist, during Lent as part of the fasting that's part of Great Lent. And so... So the practice of spiritual communion came about as a way of acknowledging there's a deficiency in not being able to receive Holy Communion, but that deficiency can't get in the way of God's grace. And so if we ask God to be present with us, as he would in, in the act of Holy Communion, um, he'll find a way to get to us, even uh, despite whatever's holding us back. Perfect. Following our question, many of our parishioners I, I guess you have been enjoyed the same the same uh, kind of question. What can I do for confession? What can I do for confession? And what is the meaning of the last disposition from the Holy See about the sacrament of reconciliation in terms of this kind of completely isolation? Right. So, so the the sacrament of penance of confession um, has been limited in much the same way that Holy Communion has. We were here at Christ the King continuing to offer confession daily uh, at six in the evening. And as of this week, I, I have uh, stopped doing that as well. Um, 
I was doing it outside um, and uh, in order to avoid people congregating together. Um, mm-hmm. And they were good. They were staying in their cars and then getting out one by one. But um, the weather has changed in such a way I can't jeopardize my own health or confessions that way. And uh, and when they come into the church, they tend to cluster in ways that I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't get up out of the confessional each time. But uh, you sort of but you, you have been doing uh, confession outside of the parish, correct? Yep, that's right. Out in the parking lot. Okay. Um, in, in in the circle drive. And um, how how was that experience for the people and for you as well? Well, I think it was a good experience. Uh, I heard confessions about two hours each night, but I, I think part of this is, you know, when things like this happen, everybody feels very insecure, very unsure, and very out of control. And so going to confession, I think, has been a healing experience for a lot of people that way. But it can also play into a lot of our anxieties and neuroses in, in unhelpful and unhealthy ways as well. I, I think, um, you know, there's a kind of anxiety that can attend the sacrament of, of penance where people... People get worried that they might maybe be in mortal sin, and then they get worried that they Correct. might maybe die by accident before they get to confession. And that's not going to produce the kind of perfect contrition that we're all really after, which is which is to abhor our sins not just because God's going to play getcha, but because uh, but because we actually don't want to sin anymore. Correct. And so, um, so while it is difficult, and I understand it, you know, we priests are. Um, Are, are, are restricted both in our celebration and in some ways in the reception of the sacraments right now, too. Uh, but, you know, in some ways, especially if you struggle with a habitual sin that sends you to confession a lot, like once a week or more than once a week, this might be a great time to reflect on um, this. This could help motivate you to get past the habitual sin and at the same time um, force all of us to rely more directly and immediately on God's grace and not simply our ability to get to confession on a particular schedule. Father, is enough, is enough for our to enlighten more this explanation to our listeners that if I do a uh, sincere and honest act of contrition under these kind of circumstances, the mercy of God will be acting, firstly, and uh, secondly, applied to the uh, plenary indulgences suggested, for, uh, I mean, proposes for the Holy See? That's right. So the Holy See, uh, recognizing the dire situation that we're in here and people are in throughout the world, The Holy See is right at the heart of one of the the, the, the hot spots, right? In fact, um, the the men from the North American College were informed on Sunday night that they would be returning home. Um, Correct. Uh, they, they, they've all been evacuated, and so um, and the other colleges in Rome are, are, are clearing out too. Um, and so the Holy See, well aware of what the situation has done to people, um, has opened the gates of mercy even further. Uh, the, the, the big instance... Um, would be, you know, in, in, in uh, identifying that this is the kind of situation in which uh, general absolution, that's where absolution can be offered without people making individual confessions right now, um, it can, in fact, be employed with the bishop's permission in particular circumstances. We probably don't have loads of those circumstances around here right now, but the bishop has made clear to us that the pastors have discretion to use that if they need to, and the hospital chaplains as well. Um But, the, but the, the more immediate thing for us would be the grace of the plenary indulgence, which, which uh, has been offered for all of those dealing with the coronavirus or taking care of those dealing with it or, okay. or, or whose lives have been otherwise impeded by it. Um, and, of course, a plenary indulgence, right, it is, is a, a remission of the temporal punishment due to our sins. So it's not like confession twice, but um, I often liken it this way. You know, when we step in a, in a pile that the dog might have left, Confession is like cleaning it off of our shoe, but the plenary indulgence is making the stink go away. It, 
it, it removes the punishment that's due to our sins um, and enables us to better uh, to better grow in the life of grace. And so the Holy See has granted this um, to all of us uh, with a spirit detached from sin who unite themselves especially to the Holy Mass, whether that's live streamed or on television or whatever, the recitation of the rosary, or uh, to making the way of the cross even without walking. Because usually when we make the way of the cross, we, are, we do, of course, walk. Remember so, that... Uh, sorry, Father. Remember that we no, are sorry. in Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM. Be not afraid. God is with us. Thank you, Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio and Be Not Afraid. Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction is a licensed, accredited, and experienced farm brokerage and auction company. Learn more at DreamDirt.com, including their online auction house, FarmBid, at bid.dreamdirt.com. Dream Dirt Farm and Equipment Auction Services, farm auctions done right. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Thank you, Blessed International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessed International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessedManInternational.org. That's BlessedManInternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full-service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. Forms, manuals, brochures, letterhead, envelopes, business cards, custom invitations, design, and bindery. Big Red Q Quick Print, located across from Merle Hay Mall, online at BigRedQ-DesMoines.com. Big Red Q Quick Print. We make printing easy. Welcome back to Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM. Father PJ, thank you for your previous break, eloquent explanation about the sacrament of reconciliation. Some of the curious questions from the people about the celebration of the sacrament It's somebody can listen to my confession. In this case, the priest can listen to my confession by phone, by Skype, by FaceTime, in that uh, in in the current circumstances of isolation, Father. So, um, the, the 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 priest can certainly hear your confession, but he couldn't he couldn't give you a valid absolution. And the reason is that the sacraments are, of course, mediated through material means. And so the, the image of the priest on your phone or your tablet or whatever um, the, 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 isn't the 
priest. It's a it's an image of the priest, right? Um, right. And the and the tablet can't give you absolution. So uh, you know, I, I I think the church has faced this before in times of of crisis and quarantine, um, or even war and pestilence, right? Um, the the ordinary means um, of grace are the sacraments. But God, while He is bound to the sacraments, because He's promised to, to, that He's going to give His grace there, isn't bound by them, and so He can find all kinds of ways of of mediating forgiveness and and sanctifying grace and holiness to us. And I think in these days, when many people are stuck at home, you know that that grace might wind up medi- mediated in unexpected ways, right? Like Correct. through playing games with your children, or 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 stopping long enough to read a book which are things most of us don't do anymore because we're too busy. Correct. Perfect. So, Father, moving forward, how we can help in all our audience to at least enjoy the liturgy of the Word at home? What will be the main steps to keep in mind when we are uh, together as family in our home to asking the Lord to be with us and at the same time to recreate our mind in a little bit from this back and forth mass media information and sometimes not positive information for our souls. You know, I think the I think there are two things um, that everybody can do in their own homes to, to make this all work a lot better. One of them is, you know, the pious custom of keeping a, a devotional altar or sort of a chapel space somewhere in the home. Your house doesn't have to be big to do this. It can just be a corner of one room, right? Correct. But to, but to set up a dedicated space, you know, take a small table, put a cloth on it with a candle or two and a crucifix, maybe an image or an icon of a favorite saint. But, like, consecrate the space. Dedicate the space. Make this space different than the rest of the house. And then, um, so, so, so the first thing is by setting aside space. The second thing is by setting aside time. And so especially if we're confined to the home, um, you know, most of the time people come in, they say, Father, I'd love to pray more. I don't have the time. Well, we all have the time. now. Everybody's got the time. Most of us do. A few don't. But um, so, so, so set a little orarium or, or daily schedule up for yourself and pray in the morning and at night. Um, uh, if you can, you know, set your little devotional space up near, um, near the TV or the device where you might be watching Mass online. Okay. Um, if not, uh, you know, make that really a quiet, dedicated space. Um, open the Bible and put it out there. You know, um, reading the, the, the gospel of the day especially connects us with the life of the Lord. And, and in the middle of Lent, the, the, the gospels are very deliberately trying to prepare us for the events of Holy Week. And, uh, and, and, and doing this as a family, the father or the mother of the family leading, leading the children in prayer, and then allowing the children to pray for the things that are most important to them, especially as they're often scared in the midst of this, is really important too. Perfect. And at the same time, any um, special intention, obviously healing, peace, serenity, but at the same time, we are able to join more than one time the spiritual communion? Of course, of course. Okay. There's no okay. restriction on spiritual communion in the same way that there is uh, on, on, on Holy Communion itself. Um, and so, so as many times a day. Now, you want to do this intentionally, because otherwise the spiritual communion just becomes a different kind of magic, right? Okay, um, correct. So, correct. so like, it's like making 300 spiritual communions a day is probably not... <laughs> you probably can't be that attentive, right? Um, but, uh, but, but if, it, you know, if, if you have, you know, two parishes in town, 
one celebrating mass in the morning and one in the evening, and you want to watch both on Facebook or YouTube, then then do both and, and make a spiritual communion of both. That's no problem at all. Because at the same time, uh, we can offer that uh, second uh, spiritual communion, if may I say that, uh, for another people, um, for our physicians, for the many people that have been taking care of many brothers and sisters under this kind of contagious pandemic. Right, right. Father, let's move forward to the gospel for this coming Sunday that will be very, very interesting experience for us, for the good news. Again, the, the gospel will still be the good news. In this time, the gospel of John, chapter 11, verses 1 to 45, talking about uh, and a very necessary, <laughs> very important and crucial and very providential uh, word for us, resurrection, mm -hmm. resurrection. Back to life, when we have been looking around many signs of our darknesses, we need the word of God to provide us. I am the resurrection and the life, says the Lord. You know, this is the, uh, the gospel is, of course, very long, which is why we're not reading it line by line. But this is the gospel which I use most frequently at funerals. And Correct. the reason that I do, Correct. especially when a family is struggling seriously with grief, is because we see Jesus weep. And it, it's a very strange thing in one way, because Jesus weeps, surely knowing that he's about to raise this man from the dead. So, so he's clearly not weeping for himself and the grief that he feels now, because it's about to go away. And he's clearly not weeping for Lazarus, who's about to come back to life. So who's he weeping for? And, and the best that I can figure out is he's weeping for Martha and Mary and their friends. He's weeping for the people who've had to endure this great heartache, which means that the Lord, in a certain sense, weeps with us. He weeps for us. The incarnate God, God come in the flesh, cries with us when we cry and laughs with us when we laugh. And that's especially important in a time like this, when, when life is hard and we're stuck at home and can feel very distant, because God is as close as He ever, as he ever has been. Father, call my attention highly. When you mention this uh, fragile reception from our Savior and Redeemer, about this news, and many people around the world have been enjoying the same. But could you please, after the break, enlighten us a little bit this more uh, very human being senses, but at the same time, the opportunity to engage our life and our sufferings with God as well. Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM. Father PJ, Father Fabian, and be not afraid. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Thank you to Mercy College of Health Sciences, downtown Des Moines, for underwriting our show, The Uncommon Good, with me, Bo Bonner. And I'm Bud Marr. A degree from Mercy College provides endless possibilities. Students have access to patients with complex medical conditions, state-of-the-art medical facilities, highly motivated healthcare professionals, and classroom professors that transform them into servant leaders. You can start the programs in fall, spring, or summer. There are endless possibilities available online at mchs.edu slash kwky. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio's broadcast of Dowling Catholic Sports and Activities is provided by Kemen, a global ingredient manufacturer using science to transform the quality of life for 80% of the world. Kemen is on the leading edge of molecular science, manufacturing more than 500 specialty ingredients for the human and animal health and nutrition, pet food, aquaculture, nutraceutical, food technologies, crop technologies, and textile industries. Kemen strives to sustainably transform the quality of life every day for 80% of the world with their products and services. Kemen, using science to transform the world. Online at Kemen.com. Since 1924, St. Vincent de Paul has been helping those less fortunate work towards self-sufficiency. Last year, St. Vincent de Paul helped over 20,000 individuals with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner re-entry. SVDPDSM.org, 515-282-8327. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. This message was brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. Welcome back to Iowa Catholic Radio. Uh, before the break, Father PJ enlightened us beautifully this uh, explanation about the human being condition exposed by our, our Savior and Redeemer, our Lord Jesus Christ, in this beautiful piece of the Gospel from uh, John chapter 11, verses 1 to 45, about Lazarus. Lazarus. Mm-hmm. Many of our brothers and sisters, Father PJ, around the world have been unfortunately living the same experience as Jesus. How we can learn and what try our Savior to teach us about this experience about life and death? You know, I think for me, one of the greatest tragedies around the current crisis is that so many people are dying alone. That for the sake of the quarantine, that, that the medical professionals are keeping people's family from them, even in their last moments. And, you know, I think a lot of us have a great fear of dying alone. So I, I, I certainly understand the anxiety there. Um, but, of course, we're never alone unless we choose to be. What I've told people again and again over the course of the last week is that while the isolation of this period is being imposed on us from the outside, we can accept it, embrace it really harness it as a moment of solitude from the inside. And the difference between solitude and isolation, right, is that solitude is freely chosen. It's engaged in intentionally and deliberately. The Lord goes alone out into the desert, but he's not alone. He goes to do battle with the devil and and to enjoy the presence of his Father. And so we, too, left alone to our own devices, have to battle with the devil, with the temptations that we wind up with uh, when, when we're on our own, um, struggle with our own inner demons. Um, but then also we can enjoy the consolation of the Father, who is always closer to us than we are ourselves. We can know the presence of the Spirit, breathing life in and out of us every moment of the day. And at the same time, it's part of the human being to live in these kind of senses, correct? Obviously, we are connected with God, but at the same time, sometimes we don't have the uh, sufficient explanation in terms of our rational interpretation about death and life. Certainly, this Gospel of Lazarus, uh, the resurrection of Lazarus, provides us and a hope for us as well, that we are mm-hmm. expecting the eternal life, the meeting at the end of this temporal life to the eternal life, the presence of our Savior and Redeemer, Jesus Christ himself. Right. Any kind of restrictions that the Holy Mother, the Church, recommend about funerals in connection with the Gospel? So, just minimum number of people, Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so um, you know, the same kind of restrictions that are imposed on all other public gatherings or following funerals 
Um, we had our first death last Thursday, and so we're, we're still working out what to do with that. I know that what most of the funeral homes are encouraging people to do is, is of course, have smaller gatherings than usual. But um, right now, uh, the bishop has indicated that funeral masses are not probably advisable, but rather that we kind of extend the vigil service. Correct. People are able to pass through in groups of seven or eight, um, and the priest can say a prayer with each group as they, as they pass through and, and, and visit their loved one. And then um, uh, at the cemetery, people can spread out a little bit more so that you're not in danger of infecting people as much. And then they're amplifying the audio so that people can hear the whole, the whole graveside service. But this is not business as usual, and it has, hasn't been in the past when we've had to deal with the same kinds of things. It's true that any kind of recommendation about cremation versus burial? Um, I haven't seen anything deliberate or conscious about that. We've certainly, in the past, even in days when cremation was strictly speaking forbidden, um, it was tolerated during times of plague because they don't want to cause infection by the, the, the body of the deceased. The chances of that, given the way we embalm today, are probably not as high. But um, but certainly the, the, the every reasonable precaution should be taken, and we shouldn't worry or scroop over the, the, the fate of the dead if they are cremated. Father, it's appropriate to uh, the celebration of the sacrament of the anointing of the sick without touching people? Right. So it is, and this is not a new thing. In fact, in many Eastern churches, it's normal that the way that people are anointed um, is, is with a, a, like a cotton swab or a Q-tip, something like this. Okay. Um, uh, and, uh, and, and in, in this period, um, probably the priest would, would be advised to wear gloves as well. A lot of this depends on the circumstances that you're in, of Correct. course, as well. And Correct. if you're if you're anointing someone that you know is infected with the virus, that's probably what you want to do. If you're just called to a regular person's deathbed in their home, they're already dying. You're probably not going to pass anything on to the person who's about to die, right? Correct. So, Correct. So, so you know, the the priests need to use their own good sense as, as they always do. But uh, but the church makes great accommodations in difficult times. Before to be a diocesan priest, Father, you came from the Dominican order, correct? I did. That's true. Father, the beautiful legacy from St. Dominic was the perpetual devotion to the Holy Rosary. And That's this correct. famous battle in Lepanto in Spain mm -hmm. that was mm -hmm. conquered by the Christian against the unfaithful people by the Holy Rosary, I guess mm -hmm. is one of the very engageable and affirming prayer that we need to intensely using to defend ourselves about these very unpredictable circumstances as well, you know? This is a terrific time for people to return to the practice of the rosary. You know, there, there are so many resources available uh, anymore to help people pray the office or, or the rest of the prayer of the church. There are all kinds of devotions, of course, but I really think um, in times like this, you know, just... Say, saying a rosary when you get up in the morning before you start working from home, pausing partway through the day and saying another one halfway through, and then pausing again in the evening before bed to say a third. That patterns, you know, what the life of prayer was for many Christians for m much of our history, um, and it and, and it marks the hours of the day, just as the office marks the hours of the day for, for the religious and the priests. Um, and it connects us with one another and with uh, with the saints in heaven which is a great consolation in times of discomfort and disarray like this. I have been praying the rosary during the day but because it's beautiful and driving, uh, walking. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, it's really to, to try to keep the presence of the Blessed Virgin Mary uh, with us all day. Father, mm -hmm. we approach the ending of this Tuesday program, Be Not Afraid. 
I like to ask in you if you can give us and provide us your blessing to keep in peace and serenity living these very complex circumstances of life. May the Lord Jesus Christ, who has conquered death by death and restored life to light in the gospel, grant peace, consolation, and healing to your souls, calm to your hearts, and comfort to your minds. And may Almighty God bless you all, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, Father. God bless you. Thank you, Father. Be not afraid. Iowa Catholic Radio. Be not afraid. Jesus is on the way to encounter you. Join Father Fabian Moncada every Tuesday at 9 a.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Also tune in Sundays at 10.30 a.m. for Be Not Afraid in Spanish. Now, hear the good news and be not afraid. Be Not Afraid is underwritten by Associated Ophthalmologists and Dream Dirt, Farm Real Estate and Auction Services.